So this is the third in a series of videos that are meant to help us ponder where we are at as a church at Calvary, where we're going and how we're going to get there. In other words, our current reality, our vision, and our strategy. The first video was a look at my personal journey because what I've often found is that what God wants to do in a people, he starts by doing in leaders. Not just me, but, but I'm part of that. In the second video, I started sharing some thoughts on where we are at our current reality, both as a church and as a culture, as a country, it was a bit more of a 30,000-foot view, a macro look at what's happening church-wise in our country, not just at at Calvary. And this third video is Current Reality Part 2. And, and I want to drill down just a bit specifically into Calvary's current reality. But in order to do that, I want to start with some history. You know, as I've been studying Hebrews 12 for our unshakable teaching series, I keep studying the context. And in Hebrews 11, we are introduced to the pioneers of our faith. And I want to focus on that word pioneer for just a moment. And in some ways, you might say that the very best chapters of our story, our story as a country, as a church, your story as a follower of God, they've come when we've had a pioneering spirit. In describing a long list of people who made a difference with their lives, people who had moments with God that are still today spoken of, Hebrews 11 verses 13 through 16 describes them this way. They were faithful to the end. And how did they do it? They saw themselves as foreigners and nomads. That's the word pioneer. As pioneers here on earth looking for a better place, satisfied with nothing less than a home with God. And that is why God is not ashamed to be called their God. These people had some innate sense that this world was not their home. This world was not their home. They were pioneers. Now, perhaps in this time of global transition, remember this is not a temporary interruption. It's a transitional disruption. In this time of transition, God is looking for people with a pioneering spirit. I mean, it was a pioneering spirit that led us west to give birth to a nation, that led us to our first steps on the moon and, and our greatest scientific breakthroughs. It's the pioneering spirit that, that leads a teacher to take extra time with a student that others give up on. It's the pioneering spirit that causes a, a young woman to give up her PhD to go to China to tell people about Jesus or, or leads people to give their stuff to an orphanage in Myanmar. It's the pioneering spirit that will lead a mom to say, not only will I give my heart to my kids, I'm going to let God enlarge my heart for my kids' friends. I'll be there for them. I'll, I'll pray for them. It's the pioneering spirit that leads us to serve people in Myanmar. It's a pioneering spirit that is willing to sacrifice to see the next generation radically reach for Christ. Perhaps it even takes a bit of a, a pioneering spirit to love our neighbors. So let me ask you, do you have a pioneering spirit? You know, almost 65 years ago, 18 people gathered together for Calvary's very first worship service. They gathered in a dance hall called Woodman Hall. Four years later, 15 people signed down as charter members. Four years later, 15, they actually decreased. Not, not a huge start. And it wasn't easy. They had to clean the beer bottles from the dance floor before they could worship. No eye-popping growth charts those years. But, but like pioneers, they persevered. Over the course of the next seven years, the church grew to the point where they needed their own space, so they decided to buy property. And in 1962, they were looking at five different properties, and I believe the largest of those properties was three quarters of an acre. <laughs> the people at that time felt like three quarters of an acre was all that was needed for all that God wanted them to do at that time. So they bought three quarters of an acre on North Atherton, and they started to raise the money for some facility that they would one day build. They weren't sure yet what it was going to look like, but they knew they needed to get started. 
A year later, enough money had been raised to build, but they decided that before they started building, they should spend a little more time in prayer. So they called for three days of prayer, during which time a woman came to them with an offer. She wanted to offer them a piece of property that was four times the size that they thought they needed. Problem was it was on a, in a field on the edge of town and it didn't have very good access. There was no 1250 University Drive at that time. You had to make about five left-hand turns and come down Stony Lane, for those of you who are local, just to, to get there. So 60 years ago, the people of Calvary bought the property that would become Calvary on University Drive. That's, that's where Calvary was when I came into town in 1994. Instead of the middle of town, they went to the edge of town. Instead of easy access on North Atherton, they went for five left-hand turns in the hope of a university drive in their future. Instead of just enough land to take care of now, they bought four times what they thought they needed. Why? Because they were pioneers on a mission, looking to the future. And for 50 years, that piece of property served God and Calvary well. I mean, imagine all the changes that took place in 50 years. What was on the edge became the center. What was inaccessible became a main corridor through town. What was once four times the size needed became bursting full. But it takes a pioneering spirit. It takes a spirit of faith that says, I'm willing to aim in a direction that has an unknown destination. <laughs> like God calling Abraham. I'm, I'm not going to tell you where you're going. I'm just saying, get started. For almost 65 years, Calvary has had people in it with a pioneering spirit, willing to try new things and living with open hands for the good of others, more passionate for the mission than for our own comfort. We we were one of the first in the country to go multi-site. We've met in schools and theaters and storefronts and campgrounds. Rather than ask people to come to us, we've made it a practice to go to them. For as long as I can remember, we've been a church without walls. We made it a practice to see ourselves as a small part of a bigger team. It's never been our goal to be the best church in the community, but we've always wanted to be the best church we could be for the community. And part of that desire has played out in serving other congregations with open hands. Like I remember the time I was preaching on the book of Haggai where God tells the people that he's putting holes in their pockets. And in essence, he's cursing their work so that they have nothing to show for it because they care more about their own house than they do his house. And I remember being convicted by God that our house was Calvary and his house was the church of the region, the church of the city. And so that weekend I asked Calvary to say we care more about his house than we do about our house, Calvary by giving our biggest offering ever and then giving it away to other congregations. You gave over $50,000 that day, our biggest offering ever besides capital campaigns. And then we gave it away to four other churches. I mean, even in the way we've used our property now at Harvest Fields, you've been pioneers. And, and not just at Harvest Fields, there's been, this has been a hallmark of our gatherings in every community. We want to be a church without walls. We look for opportunities to disadvantage ourselves for the sake of the kingdom. That's a pioneering spirit. You've been pioneers in Myanmar and Kenya, Estonia, and the Dominican Republic. We've been pioneers with children, helping to lead the way in serving CYS and those who want to sponsor, foster, or adopt. We've been pioneers in our desire to love our neighbors. You know, this emphasis on everyone has a mission and your mission is your neighbor, that goes way back. That's not a new thing. We've been doing it since 1997. We first called it Lighthouses of Prayer. It's always been our goal to get every single person at Calvary involved in the mission of the kingdom of God. But don't underestimate the power of our culture and our own internal desires to cause us to move from pioneering to settling. Are you a pioneer or are you a settler? 
See, part of our current reality, I believe, is that we've started settling. Over the course of the last few years, the last decade, we, we've started settling for being the biggest and the best show in town. During 2020, when we were meeting in person, um, when we're not meeting in person on the weekend, we, we had to figure out whether, how to measure whether or not we're doing a good job of doing church. We, we couldn't measure butts in the seats, so we developed a matrix. We, we called it an engagement matrix. We decided, how to, to, we decided to try to count how many people are engaged in the mission, engaged in Jesus, kingdom-building, hell-defeating, neighbor-loving, Jesus-apprenticing mission. Not, not just coming to church to, to consume, to receive, but actually engaged in the mission. And so we, we put together this engagement matrix, eight different engagement activities like leading something or volunteering or giving or praying, being involved in a, a front yard mission. As we worked through that matrix, we found that about 40 people, 30 to 40 people were hitting all eight. Less than 100 were hitting at least six or seven out of eight. Around 300 people were involved in at least half of the eight engagement areas. And that's when I started to say, because see, at that time, pre-COVID, we were a church, probably up to 3,000, two or 3,000 people would have called Calvary their home church. But at that time, we started to say, you know what? We're not a church of two or 3,000. We're a church of two to 300 with a really large fan base, maybe the biggest fan base in Center County. But, but we believe that Jesus wants something different for our next chapter. And it's not that Jesus doesn't love fans. He loves everybody. It's just that there's so much more. So in this next chapter, as we continue to aim towards our 2030 vision of seeing the number of Jesus apprentices, Christ followers, and Central PA double, our deepest desire is that we don't miss church. And I know some of you are thinking, wait a minute, Dan, but you're canceling church every fourth Sunday. Nope, not canceling church. We're taking church to the people who are missing church. See, you can have church anywhere that Jesus is. And it doesn't matter how many people gather in a building on a Sunday if Jesus isn't there, it ain't church. But wherever Jesus is, we can have church. See, if we have a pioneering spirit, we can be a church without walls. You can have church in your home and in the workplace, in the coffee shop, at the campus. So the real question is, do we have a pioneering spirit? We'll do one more video about our our current reality with a focus on the good. There's so much good that's happened in Calvary and so many places where it seems like God has given us some traction to pioneer into the future. But before I pray, let me just give you another assignment. Each of these videos uh, has something to do, and I hope you're engaging in the doing, not just the listening. But but let me give you just five different engagement areas, and and then maybe you could take some time and rate yourself on a scale of one to ten in each area. Uh, 10 meaning I'm a pioneer. One meaning, you know, I'm probably closer to a fan in the stand. I'm a player in the field or a fan in the stand. And, and then ask Jesus to help you engage in being a Jesus apprentice. Think through these five areas. Number one, how am I doing the air, in the area of giving? Generosity. Not just money to Calvary, generosity with my time, generosity with my heart, with grace, but how am I doing in the area of giving? Number two, how am I doing in the area of prayer? Am I actively praying for my hashtag, for my neighborhood, for, for my front yard mission? Do I have a heart for revival? Am I praying for others? Do I go to prayer gatherings that we have at Calvary? Number three, if leadership is influence and we're all called to not only be a disciple, but to make disciples, 
make disciples, a disciple makes disciples, then the question is, where am I being a leader by helping someone or ones to become more like Jesus? Number four, am I serving? Am I volunteering in the ministry of the church or the community? And number five, how am I doing in my own personal front yard mission? Take a look at those five areas and, and, and kind of ponder, am, am I a pioneer or settler? Am I a fan in the stand or a player on the field? Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for each and every person listening to this video. God, thank you for the people who have engaged your kingdom for your kingdom in my life and made such a difference, inspired me, shaped me, changed me, coached me. And God, I pray that each and every one of us would make a determination and and, 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 and make a journey, go on a journey to become more engaged in the mission of the kingdom of God. Thank you, Jesus, for being our pioneer. It's in your name we pray. Amen.